0: See, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> they talking all of this
1: madness.
0: Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of. this. Hello, everybody, they and welcome back to the Mat Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. Joe Rodermel. Making love to your ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. Your boy, Elroy. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live himself, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome back to the show, guys. Uh, before we get started, just want to give uh, a reminder listen to Falls Count Anywhere. Listen to The Perfect Edge. We have Unsanctioned coming on Monday, No Mercy 2000. Um, I'm sorry, Throwback Madness. We will have an Unsanctioned in a couple weeks. I actually forgot to post it on Sunday. Uh, Please, if you enjoy the show, if you listen to the show, we would love to get your five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. They would be a huge help to us. Uh, I will let Alo move some merch real quick. Before yeah. we get into Hell in a Cell.
1: Yeah, if you want to embrace the madness, you can do so at whatam- whatamaneuver.net And if you're tired of the same old wrestling teas, head over to collarnowball.com and use promo code Matt Madness for 10% off your order. And also, for all your wrestling wants and needs under one domain, you can go to the theeliterewrestlingsite.com and over there you can go see, you can buy figures, merch, hair, various other talk shows, <laughs> read blogs, <laughs> see fan made customs, and figure photography. It has it all.
0: It does it's a good plug Alo. thank
2: you <laughs> shout out to the homie Elite Collector yes, yes Jay Vargas yes
0: um, so Hell in a Cell we'll start with our ratings I forgot the last pay-per-view I was determined not to this time great editing though <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you <laughs> um, you want to refresh our listeners minds of our rating system yes it was a, <laughs> it was a horrible show it was a jobber Folks on a, a slobber knocker it was a fantastic show it was
1: showstopper
0: alright so who wants to give a rating first of Hell in a Cell
2: 2017. I'm gonna go slobber knocker. It was a two match show, all we really cared about was two matches. The two matches delivered, so is that all
1: we uh, watched was two
2: matches? <laughs> <laughs> That's all you know what? It's funny because we didn't even pay attention to the last match until like towards the end because Eck was yelling at us about it. <laughs> mm. Interesting, Joseph. Uh, I would probably go strong slobber knocker here. Um, it was a solid pay per view again two matches carried the card but I enjoyed for the most part the matches out there there was some other things I wanted to see so
0: not a fantastic show but a very good one didn't
2: blow my pants off they were still okay. on by the end of the show <laughs> but I,
0: I enjoyed it alright and a yeah I'm gonna give it a slobber
1: rocker too it was a two match show but I did enjoy the women's match and um I did too we'll, we'll get we'll get into a little bit when we, when we break it down but I kinda wanted to give it a, a higher rating but I was like yeah I'll just leave it at
2: we don't have the leeway to go higher. I mean, unless it's like really good.
1: Yeah, it was it, it was it was leaning cuz that main event had me on edge just because of that.
2: I enjoyed the tag match too. Yeah. I thought it was a good match to watch too.
1: Yeah, yeah, when we break it down we'll get to it into details, but I'll just give it a plain softball.
2: Yeah, like I
0: do agree with prep what you said about it being a two-match show. Joey, I know you alluded to it as well. Aaron, did you say the same thing? Yeah,
1: but I did say I like the women's match.
0: Um I mentioned on throwback. I've mentioned this before. I rarely remember full shows, like in their entirety. I remember shows for like a moment or two that happened. For this show, the moments, and I don't sling these things around. Whoa. I'm gonna give it a showstopper because gender, mom. <laughs> because of gender. Yes, that's exactly why.
2: Yeah, Joe laugh.
0: laughs. No, the the. Hell in a Cell tag match I thought was great. Delivered and then some. And then the main event, obviously we all expect Shane to do a crazy spot. I think at this point we've come to expect Owens to, to put his body on the line as well. I thought, and I'm on record as the first Hell in a Cell match, being the best Hell in a Cell match ever. It's my favorite match. I think now we have a bookend of the two best Hell in a Cell matches I've ever seen. The first one and now the most recent one. And well, obviously I'll tell you why when we get to it. Yeah,
1: because you kind of stole some of my stuff.
0: Did I? I, <laughs> I apologize for that. But He pre-read your material. But that's why I, I'm going to the lengths of a showstopper. Because that last match... I was definitely in my feelings for that, <laughs> that last match. Deep in him. Yeah, so we'll just start there. Uh, Shane, Kevin Owens... Hell in a Cell, Falls Count Anywhere match, lifted from our network with the Falls Count Anywhere podcast. They're trying to get a little bit of extra juice off of our name, but Alo, you might as well jump into what you wanted to say since I already stole some of it.
1: Yeah, because this was a throwback to the Hell in a Cell matches that we're more that we're more accustomed to. What basically the stoler fans want to see and what the, a casual wrestling fan would want to see because a lot of times we get these Hell in a Cell matches now they try to make it more in-ring based but that's not what Hell in a Cell was actually created upon and when we get to the tag time match and with the tag team match in this match we'll kind of like dissect them both mm-hmm. but this match I believe is on the match of the year board because not from the in-ring perspective but it brought back what Hell in a Cell actually was how long has it been since we've seen both guys fighting on top of the cage we, it was legit chaos. They were outside the cell. Not just playing around the uh, announce table area, but around the ramp and around the entire around, around the entire cell. And homage to the um, the side of the cage spot where Owens felt like a figure.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> through the table. I
1: like, like, oh my God. And just, just the story that they actually told in this match, I really think was great. Not the best in-ring match, but we knew that we weren't getting that. And when they add that whole FCA stipulation we knew we were going to get something similar to this. Yeah. And they succeeded with that in every way. It even gave you a swerve.
0: Yeah. So, for me, and this is why I'm rating the show so high and why I think so highly of this match, I'm in the middle of trying to finish a scouting report that has to be emailed by midnight on Sunday night. I'm like, nowhere near as far done as I'm supposed to be, but I'm like, I can't focus on it because I'm watching this match. They end up on top, and Owens selling the idea that he wants to jump off it onto Shane and stopping every time and walking back to the middle and like throwing his hands on his head the way only he can. The crowd getting on him and him yelling at the crowd. He goes to the edge again and pulls back. Then Shane goes up. They're fighting on the edge. They're They're fighting on top of the cage for what seemed like 20 minutes to me.
2: It might and have
0: been. I'm dying because I'm like, somebody's gonna fall through. And the more they did, I was like, Oh my god, somebody's gonna fall through. Somebody's gonna fall through. Obviously, Owens ultimately ends up going through the one table. Shane goes down, goes back up, and I'm like, he's gonna do it again. Obviously, he's not gonna land on Owens. There had been speculation of maybe Sammy helping him, but they they played that off beautifully where I didn't see Sammy pull him out of the way. I thought he just moved out of the way. Then you hear Graves, I think, say, like, where is Kevin Owens? And then the camera pans out between the two tables, and you see Sammy just sitting there. What and a I'm cell. like, oh, my God. Like, he did it. Why did he do it? I can't wait to find out. So, again, more callbacks to that first Hell in a Cell match. One of the things I always love to say is there was really, like, a beginning, a middle, and an end to that story. There was... You know, the carnage inside the cage. There was HBK trying to escape. Them ending up on top, more carnage outside, and then the debut of Kane, which leads The Undertaker to another story. And then what, weirdly enough, led HBK to the Montreal screw Screwjob um, that led directly to that match. This was, you know, Shane can't wait to get his hands on Owens. He actually, Owens actually locked himself in the cage to stay away from Shane, Correct. They have the match inside, they go up top, they do a lot up top, and then the ending is Sami Zayn, the guy who has tormented him more than anyone else the last two years, he saves him. And to me, this match alone was enough to give it a showstopper. I thought it was awesome. Definitely my match of the year so far. Um, I, I loved it. Like I said, for me, if they can make me feel something... Like, they're they're getting somewhere. And this was the most I think I've felt during any match. I may have to go back and look at some, but right now, off the top of my head, I can't think of one that affected me as much as this one did. So, anybody,
2: you guys have your thoughts on this? So, for me, I went into this not sure what was going to happen, thinking Owens was going to win, but trying to picture in my head how they would project it. And I've, like you said, there was some people saying, "Oh, I think Sammy's gonna get involved because of the tease from that Thursday, or yeah. Tuesday." And I was, I just couldn't buy it. I was like, "Nah, there's no way they're gonna turn Sammy." And then it happens, like when you you say they were up on top of the cage, and I'm yelling in <laughs> X basement, like, "Where's the trapdoor? Where are they falling <laughs> through?" And X <laughs> like, "Are you kidding me?" It's too high, this and that. And I'm like, dude, somebody, something's going to happen here. At the, every time that they fell like on, I was just waiting for something to snap. Me too. And I was terrified. And like every time they got thrown on, you see them grab at their head because I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they were hitting support bars. Yep. Like, they were definitely hurt. There was
0: a point when I thought we were going to get a fall on the top of the cage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then when Shane jumps and Sammy pulls Kevin out of the way... The way that Shane took the he bump bounced. was terrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought he was dead. And then, like you said, the perfect pan to Sammy. I said a lot of expletives <laughs> in House Trembicki. I was snapping. This was crazy. I loved it. And we'll get to SmackDown, too, later on. But so good. Yeah. Joey? it was an awesome match I mean they had all the elements like you said I mean they had the good the build to the match so you felt the intensity you felt the heat off between the whole McMahon and and Owens so you had that going into this match you felt like it was a grudge match in here then they built up the tension climbing up and like you guys mentioned every backdrop every maneuver up there you felt like someone is gonna die um then you knew that one way or the other you're going to see Shane or you're going to see Owens with a big spot, and we got that from Shane. And I truly didn't see Sami Zayn coming into there and affecting the match the way he did, so it was a surprise ending for me. Um, and like you said, I was looking forward to the next day, which is always the way I judge my pay per mm-hmm. views. Do I care about what happens in the next show?
0: That's actually a good way to think. I don't Not that I never thought about it, but I never thought about that being a good way to judge a show. It's whether they make you want to see the next night. That's Vince Russo's thing. Yeah.
1: Because after that, it's like SmackDown has to be must-see on Tuesday. And it was. Yeah, because nobody – said, it was reported a little bit. People were speculating. But that was the last thing you would expect because these guys were killing each other for years, for for, for the last two, three years in WWE television, and he just killed them a week and a half ago on SmackDown. And now he's helping him again. Yeah. Well, he's helping him now. It's like that was kind of the last thing on your mind.
0: Yeah. So then I'm thinking about is he just? Is this almost like some type of like PTSD thing where like he can't help himself? Traumatized. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm like I can't wait to find out why. Now we get to SmackDown, and Owens' beautiful job of selling, you know, limping down to the ring. (laughs) Are you sure that's selling? Yeah, (laughs) true. Um, Comes out and says, basically, I did what I said I was going to do. Like, I sent Shane McMahon to hell. Um, Then he goes into this whole thing about, like, I saw the white light. I was going towards it. I saw St. Peter. And then St. Peter sent me a guardian angel. And it was Sami Zayn. And then he says, you know, I'm going to make SmackDown my own personal paradise. It's going to be called Kevin's Heaven.
1: Did anybody... In their head, sing the Seven Heavens song.
2: Oh yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: it was playing on on loop. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I would have never brought it up, but I'm not gonna lie on the show. So I already have one lie that I got to make up for later <laughs> in the show. Um, he brings out his best friend and his guardian angel, Sammy Zayn, and I loved. We didn't get like a villainous Sami Zayn. Yes. We didn't get an angry or a mean Sami Zayn. We got a very happy Sami Zayn. Like he was Sane, very much,
2: very, same yeah, Sami very Zayn. much
0: still himself. And I liked that he had a good human explanation for why he did it. And he kind of almost indicted like what's wrong with most of WWE's baby faces at this point. Like, oh, I'm a good guy. I'm gonna do. That's not interesting. And I liked that he kind of put that on blast like completely and said, you know, maybe if I kept doing things the right way, maybe in four or five years I would have got my shot. And he said Kevin did everything the wrong way, and he's been an intercontinental champion, a U.S. champion, a universal champion. And he ultimately I, – and I loved that he called back to Shane brushing him off last week because he did. And I remember thinking, like, that was kind of like a dick move. And I, I liked that that played into his thinking. So then he also says, like, I, I had to save my brother. Shane didn't care about me. Shane didn't care about Kevin. You know, so he saved him. I thought that they did this perfectly. They didn't overdo it. I thought it was exactly what it needed to be. And I thought it was better than it could have been. Um, am I overrating it? No. Am I no. overselling it? No.
2: I text Alo immediately. I was like, this is great. Like, Sammy coming out, like, overly happy. Like yeah. nothing ever happened. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: Nonchalant. Like nothing happened. I was like, this is great.
2: Still doing the dance. Same and music then.
1: and everything. Mm-hmm. This is perfect.
2: Logic. Did, did the fist pump when he... Logic, guys. Mm-hmm. They brought Logic into the storyline. Oh, you know, they sold me on SmackDown Live being the land of opportunities. That was the last time I talked to Shane. Yeah. It was great. And then, like, the oversell of everybody, Sami Zayn! <laughs> going back and forth. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kevin Owens, everybody! How about the Kevin Owens
1: and Sami Zayn sign in the locker room?
0: Oh, that was good. That was like a good tease. Um,
2: Joey, are you happy with how they followed it up? Yeah, it was, again, I didn't know exactly where they were going to go or what road they were going to go down with. And again, they just continue. And we've seen time and time again that the best storylines they come out with are the ones that are based in truth. And we had a lot of, a lot of truth laced in here. We yeah. always talk about how Sammy's underutilized, and we thought maybe you get a chance in SmackDown, it turns out, the same thing. Yeah, because it's not like this is like an unnatural pairing. Like, it obviously makes sense to anyone who
0: knows the backstory of these two guys, why they would team up, why Sammy would help him. Um I liked Kevin Owens like making a point to thank him too. Like I thought that was great.
2: So
1: And the best friends again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the hugs. Mm-hmm. They were so and you can see like Kevin Owens, what an actor. Like what a worker he is. Like when he's hugging he's make sure to tell him something like every time. Him? An actor. But you called him something a else. Worker. Right that. Okay. Just wanted yeah. to make sure. What
0: a worker. Because I've heard i I've heard someone say that he's not a worker. You told talk- me me, bro, yes, I am. <laughs> he is a great worker, but continue.
1: He's freaking fat, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's all. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I thought it was incredibly well done. Um, I want to see where they go. Does anybody have any thoughts on where this goes?
1: Well, the rumor is they're gonna tag against AJ and Shane, but I was because. Um, I didn't really pay attention to Talking Smack, but I believe AJ said something.
0: He did. He said, like, I'll have Shane's back or whatever. Yeah,
1: so the rumor going around that there's going to be a tag match, but I really hope they do that whole Roe vs. SmackDown thing again in a Survivor Series. But that's the thing going around. I don't kind of want that to happen. I just want it to kind of be like a lingering thing.
0: Survivor Series, I think, at one time was known. Maybe it wasn't Survivor Series. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it was WrestleMania. Pete Rose coming out and getting like chokeslammed yeah. or taking a game. tombstone. Okay, can Survivor Series become the yearly James Ellsworth? Yearly face-off between <laughs> Ellsworth and Braun Strowman. <laughs> I want that to be a oh, yearly God, event please. every year. We look forward to seeing those two titans of the industry collide, interact. Yeah, I would love
1: if Strowman... if um. Ellsworth is within the women's match, and Strowman comes down anyway.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Unbelievable. I I hope that we see it. Yanks him off the ring puzzle in his leash, walks him up.
1: I love that. Yeah, I, the I
0: really hope yeah, that but, that's what happens. Yeah, but
1: I have no idea where this goes from there. I'm, I don't think they'll put the tag titles on them even though I think it'll be a really nice touch because mm-hmm. they, they didn't do that with um, Owens and Jericho either. But there's so much you can actually do now because other than Daniel Brian Raw doesn't really have an author- I mean, Smack doesn't really have a big authority figure. And we, when they, the way Shane bumped, who knows how long how long he's going to be out. Right. We're going to see him on TV for a while. So it'll be interesting to see, but I do kind of like that whole Ross versus SmackDown thing for Survivor Series, but I don't think they're going to... I'm not sure if they'll do that two years in a row.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously it remains to be seen. We'll find out more in the coming I mean,
2: weeks. that's the way Survivor Series should be, though. I always yeah. loved old school Survivor yeah. Series, and I always just looked look forward to it when they had the question mark guy who was going yeah, to be... It meant something. I had my WWE magazine looking to see who it would be. Yeah, but
1: the thing is, they do have the, the room on SmackDown to do... Uh, team Shane versus Team Owens because there's guys on that roster that kind of have problems with Shane too. Like you can even throw Rusev on that team because Rusev yeah. says he doesn't like Shane making mm-hmm. either. And you got you got guys that are, are um, pro Shane Man. So there's ways you can go.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think there's any any shortage of roads they could go down. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of
2: do they go down the right roads?
0: Yeah, I, I think they will. I think they'll handle this with care. I have faith that they will in this instance. So I think this is like an important story. Uh, and I, don't, I would hate to see them have used Shane in this capacity, like, for nothing. Just for one night. Like, I think it deserves more than that. Um, the other Hell in the Cell match, the tag team Hell in a Cell match, the Usos challenging the New Day for the tag team championships. I thought this was another incredible match. It was a great match. The kendo, From start to finish. The kendo stick trap was a nice touch in the corner. Uh, very physical match. These dudes brought out the handcuffs. Yeah, these dudes really went after each other. A couple of moments in, in this match when I was like, oh, like Xavier took it. Yeah. beating. was it
2: Xavier it that they, they handcuffed and they put it over the top yeah. and then they just like wailed on his bruises
0: him? On mm-hmm. dot com?
2: Yeah, they massacred him. Um, There's a couple spots where they dove out from the ring and like pretty much headfirst into the cage. I looked, was hoping I wouldn't brutal. see
0: Biggie do that diving tackle off the apron <laughs> in this yeah. match. He did it though. A ton of respect for these guys. I thought this match, you know, I had high expectations. I thought they exceeded them. Did you think that they, they killed it
2: the way they always have? This match was great. As far as Hell in a Cell, like, tag team, I thought this was my favorite. And as far as their series, I think this might be my favorite match. Really? They just really put it all on the line and... Like, went after it. It felt like a blow-off. It was hard to watch mm-hmm. at points. And, like you said, it felt like a blow-off.
0: Yeah, like, it really felt like this was the end of this.
2: Whoever wins this
0: is, like, the winner of this.
2: And I really wanted the Usos to win. Uh, me too. Because as much as I love the New Day, I just feel like the Usos really deserve this run.
0: Yeah, and they, they've they been... This is, like, their peak right now, as far as I'm concerned. I love so, the new characters. Yeah, it's great. Best so you, work they've done. Yeah, so you're happy with where the Usos
2: are. Yeah, for sure.
0: You you did love this match as well, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was a great match. Was there... One of my
0: worries was that they would hold them back a little bit because of the main event. And I'm glad that they didn't. Like, they didn't go out of the cage at all, but they didn't need to because they did a great job of telling the story inside the cage.
2: It really helped that one opened the show and one was at the end yeah, of the show, they, like we thought.
0: Yeah, it was yeah, Hell in a Cell sandwich. Yep. I thought they did a good job That's with that. That's a good sandwich. Yeah, it was. It was a very good sandwich. A lot of crap in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Halo.
1: Comparing this match to the summer, well, the Hell in a Cell element add to this match, and we already knew what to expect going into this match, because we know that this is going to be like the more in-ring-based Hell in a Cell match, and with the whole FCA mm-hmm. stipulation in the main event we knew, we knew that so but i love this match so how like you said the whole hardcore element of it like these guys like really went out and killed each other in this tag team match but re-watching this like i had a more appreciation for the in-ring work in ring work at SummerSlam's pre-show match and i'm i like this match too but i'm up in the air but which match was better because of the the hell in a cell element
0: do you think this could be one of those cases where they're different enough that there's not really one that you like better? If they're just you like them different?
1: Yeah, and I think I might just throw them both up there for match of the year on the match of the year board because I do love both these matches. Yeah. And this is the first time the tag team titles have even been on the line of hell and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I did love everything that went on in this match and the tag team division needed this because we've been saying that the tag the tag team, tag team wrestling is back and we've missed it for years because we tag teams haven't had like tag teams haven't really have legit rival, like people keep playing by the hot potatoes, with yeah. the titles, tag titles and stuff but that's what tag team wrestling kind of has to be, because mm-hmm. you have to like always have that rivalry, and it has to be over the tag team titles, and that's what we got with between the Usos and New Day in the last three months.
0: Yeah, and the, the, the fact that we're talking about how they went after each other how hard they both teams fought like, it came across like, this is the only way we're going to be able to settle this, and it, it that, shi- I thought, shined through the tag division opened SmackDown on Tuesday night, which I thought was good. The Usos come out, call the New Day to come out. We have something we want to say to you guys. Obviously showed them a lot of respect again. I loved that little bit they were saying about, like, these people see what we did out here, but they don't see us limp into the car or drive into the next city. You know, checking into the hotel and the woman at the desk saying, you know, are you okay? And then, like, we're laying our heads down that night and knowing, like, the only people that do know how we feel are you. Like, this earned respect between the the two teams I thought was great. Then we got the whole tag team division to come down. Um, The Usos carrying that promo. Yeah, they really did. They did an awesome job. Um I love that both teams love Brazongo.
1: Yes. No, Brazongo's cool. <laughs> I, <love that. laughs>
0: I thought that was a great touch. I did like the back of the line. Yeah. Like
2: mm-hmm. back of the line. Mm-hmm. That was great.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Like this was another great story. Daniel Bryan comes out, makes a fatal four way to determine the next
2: contenders. I don't I didn't understand why he was so upset yeah, that, that they that were in no the sense. ring because they didn't capitalize on it at all. Right. Yeah, no, it didn't make any sense. I didn't get it. Like, when it first happened, in my head, I'm like, oh, he's mad about Shane. He's going to come out during the KO segment. Didn't happen. I'm like, okay, then why are you so upset? This is stupid. That's a great point, because they could have paid
0: it off, like, when the whole thing was going on with the Jason Jordan mystery. And I was talking about it every week. I loved how Angle was, like, so distracted and was very irritable all the time. He would, like, snap really quick because he was so focused on this thing. Like, they could have done that with Shane throughout the night, and they didn't. So he was just mad for no real reason. Uh, but Gable and Shelton, I did love them saying that, too. Like, you got Gable, yourself you're smart. A you got yourself as Shelton Benjamin. I thought that was <laughs> awesome. Um,
2: but Gable and Benjamin win. Are you happy with
0: that, Joseph?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it could be make for a really good match, too, with the way the Usos are clicking right now and these two guys are really good in the ring, I think it could be some, some good matches ahead. Alo?
1: Yeah, I'm excited because I'm, I'm really glad that, that um, Gable and Benjamin are going to get the opportunity get the tag titles. I just really want them to show Gable's personality because it, when he was with Jason Jordan, American Alpha, we didn't get it mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Like they, they were just the tag team champions, and they had one promo, and they would be weekly we even see them on television. They wasted
2: them. I yeah, mean. so...
1: You have to get the the character developed from Chad Gable because when he does talk, he's great. And we know Sheldon Measurement isn't the best talker in the world, but he could bounce off of Chad Gable very well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they do need to capitalize on his actual ability on the microphone because he can do it. Like, he's what got Jason Jordan where he is, kind of. Yeah. Like, he was nowhere. Well, that was actually his,
2: his DNA got him. (laughs) <laughs> that,
0: you know what? That's true. I forgot. I keep forgetting yeah, about that. Just keep that in the back of your mind. <laughs> yeah. um, I love that the crowd was definitely cheering for Brazongo. Um, I was too. <laughs> yeah, so was I. We got a brief fashion files on the pay per view. I thought the cork board was good. I didn't think there was really a whole lot to it. It was kind of funny. They had a new case. We were supposed to get pulp fashion. On Tuesday, (laughs) and unless I fast forwarded too long on a
2: commercial, I didn't see it. Nope. Nope. Maybe it's because they worked a match. Did it get preempted? They couldn't drop the episode. Like, they pushed back filming.
0: Yeah, like the original Twin Peaks, which I'll bring this up because we had Fashion Peaks for quite a few weeks. The original Twin Peaks, one of the reasons it got canceled in its second season is that show was going on when the first Gulf War was going on. So a lot of TV got preempted every week because of Gulf War coverage, and it screwed up a lot of shows because people couldn't follow it, they didn't know when it was on, and people tuned out. Is is this what happened? Like, Did they just get preempted, like the original Twin Peaks? I don't know. I, I wanted to see it. I think you're looking a little too
2: far into that.
0: I just feel like you told us we were going to get it. You should have gave it to us. You shouldn't have. Just throwing them in a Fatal 4-Way and not giving us Fashion Got cut files. for time. Rizongo
2: turning heel on us. Yeah, they know I, we want it and they don't yeah. give it to us. I
0: really wanted to see what pulp fashion was going to look like. I wanted to see a Quentin Tarantino spin <laughs> on the Fashion Files.
2: Alright, so if we could just go back to the first segment for mm-hmm. two seconds, yeah. I promise. Now, for the new day, I don't know what you guys think is next, but I know what I hope is next. What do you hope is next? So Survivor Series is the next big pay-per-view. I want to see the new day versus the shield?
0: Well, I wouldn't hate it.
2: That'd be cool to
0: we'll see. What gets to the shield? <laughs> yeah, I, I like where your head is at on that one. Um, we also had Harper and Rowan debuting as the Bludgeon Brothers. Weird. Is that I, the name? The Bludgeon, bludgeon Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Bludgeon Brothers. I will say I like the word Bludgeon. Like it's like one of those words that like makes you visualize something. It does. But like I don't know. How I feel about the Bludgeon Brothers. I don't they know who just,
2: to think of Skyrim. I don't know who the creative team behind that was. Like, you're the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, I don't Actually, know. Actually, I hear Vince's, Vince's. Yeah, I guess we'll see it. Touch on that. Next it was week or like, the week after, but. They read straight off cue cards. Yeah. How which many times
0: did they package these two together? I don't know. It's a I, shame. I thought it was going to be those two that were the actual mystery behind the Fashion well, Files they, they, case. They
1: still may be, possibly, but let Luke Harper be great. Yeah. Like, God. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Make Luke great again. Yeah, they won't let him do that. Uh, US title. We had a last minute triple threat match between Ty Dillinger, Baron Corbin, and AJ Styles. <laughs> Dillinger was added at the last minute. Uh, AJ Styles is incredible. I'm just going to say that right now. This match to me was not like a classic by any means, but we got Baron Corbin's first title in WWE. Is anybody excited about this? Is anybody happy about this?
2: No. I just pissed. kind of, whatever, about it. Yeah, I didn't care. And it isn't much in uh, inundation on Baron Corbin as it is on the fact that we look forward to, and you've mentioned a couple times, AJ Styles having this title reign with the U.S. title, bringing some relevance back to it, having the open title challenges, which we got teased with and never yeah. got. And it just felt kind of abrupt to have him lose it like this. And then, um, spoiler alert, he loses again on SmackDown. Yeah, he did. In a clean way. Clean.
0: Um Alo, any thoughts one way or the other? Do you
2: care at all?
1: Yes, I do care because AJ could move on to bigger and better things.
2: <laughs> yeah, but with a clean loss, doesn't feel...
1: Well, he lost clean on SmackDown, but I said last week that I picked Cor- I picked AJ to win, but I was like, you know what, I want him to lose so he can move on to something different because this U.S. Ch- ch- US title thing is basically a flop because of the whole... Open Challenge label it went, That went nowhere It was it was closed Half the time So there's no need To even Play off that anymore So now Maybe AJ Could go on And Regain Laughs WWE Championship yeah. And Actually make Smackdown Must see TV again Because it's been A real long time Since We've really have been Amped up to watch Smackdown right. for The entire show mm-hmm. And not just One segment
2: Well I think yeah. Laughs looking forward To Jinder Mahal's Tuttle run <laughs> well,
0: he missed them this week
2: hmm. We'll get to that oh, Okay, um, we'll get to that
0: right. So, uh, your best friend, Eck2Fly Eric Trembicki, Must really miss us this evening Because he, te- he texted me Ecknotes From Helena. in a cell. Oh. Uh, Rating, showstopper uh, He was on the juice And not because I was drunk Well, I was drunk, but I watched again sober <laughs> Awesome a lot more than I expected. Tag match was match of the night. Shane is a certified G, and jumping off tall structures taught that. <laughs> I'm not going to take credit for booking a triple threat U.S. title match, but great execution of a way for Corbin to win, and they made him even stronger on SmackDown. Raw and SmackDown Live both delivered this week. Rare. So,
1: oh, By the way, I, um, we talked about the SmackDown match yet, right? Well, we mentioned that he lost clean on SmackDown. Okay, well, he brought out a lot in Baron Corbin, Mm -hmm. and Baron Corbin needed that performance to kind of validate his legitimacy to be the U.S. champion.
0: Yeah, I I was, at first, I was like, a clean loss, really? Yeah, but AJ
1: made him like a million bucks.
0: He did. Which is good. And if AJ's moving on to something else, nobody's going to remember that he lost clean to Baron Corbin on SmackDown.
2: No, so nah, I mean, fine. you'll get over it, but my question there is if you're going to put the US title on Barrett Corbin, why have him blow the money in the bank the way they did?
0: Uh, allegedly, it was a punishment for something. I guess they have forgiven him and forgotten about it. I don't know.
1: Well, well, 6-minute John said he wasn't ready.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and now he is. Now he's ready for the US title. Yeah. He's just not ready for the main one.
1: Yeah, but don't have him talk.
0: Don't, yeah. do
1: cuz that promo after Smackdown was horrible.
0: It was uh, And yeah, just the the reading off cue cards. Yeah, don't do it to these guys. Yeah, and then
1: like going up in everybody's face backstage. I liked it, but I don't think he delivered it properly.
0: No, no, I I agree. Um, So we had Shinsuke Nakamura challenging Jinder Mahal again. Jinder Mahal, your fiftieth, and it's starting to feel like final WWE (laughs) champion. I'm not sure that they're ever getting this thing off of him. Uh, I don't have any notes on this match. It just kind of was what it was. Does anyone have any thoughts on this title match?
2: Crickets. Silence is golden. Crickets. Nothing.
1: Well, the one thing we've said is when he does wrestle and defend the title, that Bookham has that weasel heel champion, but... The build like when Nakamura hit the Kinshasa, like there was a build up there, like it's about to be falling you over, but then the Sing Brothers get involved, but he wins the same way every time. It's like mm-hmm. it has he has to win another way. Cause every time he defends the title, it's the same thing.
2: It literally felt like the same match we just watched.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's the problem. Because every time he defends the title, it's the same ending. He's about to lose, the Sing Brothers come come in, save him, and he has um the one and only oh, the Colossus, whatever he calls
2: yeah. it. Yeah. Colossus, because, of I think it's, just called the colossus. Colossus. it's called the Colossus. called
0: the Colossus of Clout. Col- whatever. <laughs> Little Sandlot reference. Yes, sir. All right.
2: Um, I just, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to get a text from Laugh saying I told you so.
0: <laughs> so you're, I you're, you're too. pleading the fifth on this. I'm pleading
2: the fifth, Laugh. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> I know you like my opinions, but I'm not saying a word.
0: <laughs> you're not giving him this opinion. Nothing. <laughs> uh, we had no gender on SmackDown. Um... Rusev and Orton. Orton wins. That was pretty awesome, right? Um, Sarcasm on my part. Anyone have anything to add on this? Because I
2: don't. Nope, don't care. I know how much of a fan of Orton you are, so Mm -hmm. you must have been really thrilled to cover this match. Yeah. Oh, I do have something to say. Mm -hmm. How good was the way Rusev takes the RKO?
0: Right. Yeah. The Rusev... (laughs) is one of the more underrated guys and underutilized guys on the roster. He, he could is... be
2: top heel. He should be Jinder Mahal right now. Yeah. He should go back to to, to, to No Boots, right? Right ALo? No. Just feet. No. no. <laughs> That's what happens when you marry the wrong person. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I have nothing really to say. We had Nakamura and Orton beat Rusev and Aiden English on SmackDown.
1: I popped cuz I got Me and Prep got that tag team we wanted.
0: Uh, yeah. Yes. Can I just say how much I love Aiden English in the tuxedo with, like, the big tie? (laughs) That is so great. I thought you'd love that. I turned on the pre-show because I was like, all right, let me sit down and start writing this scouting report. I just put on the pre-show just to have it on so I didn't miss the beginning of the show. And as I turn it on, he's at the table and singing, and I'm just like, oh, my God, the tuxedo. Like, this is unbelievable. Love every second of it.
2: I just wish... That he would sing Rusev Day more often. Me
0: too. Didn't he like, tease it? He did. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys got that tag team, but do you think anything comes of it?
2: No.
1: No. Yeah, I, I, thought so. Orr here, I thought Orton was going to turn on Nakamura here. Because I don't know what's next for
0: Shinsuke.
2: Yeah, me neither. It's just something to throw together at the last minute, kind of. Yeah. I don't think it's anything that's going to last. For nothing that's going to stick. No. <laughs> uh,
0: women's championship match Charlotte and Natty. I'll let you take this one, Alo, because you specified that you did like this match. So give me your thoughts on this one.
1: Yeah, I like the seriousness Natty came down with because you saw like she like no game. no um no games. She just went straight down to the yeah. ring, um, holding her belt around mm-hmm. her waist, clutching it from the top. Like she was all business. Right. And even when the fact that she had to disqualify, like like she showed an edge. And the fact that the I like the fact this is a thing because basically every time these two going at it for a, for a women's championship. Charles always got the best of Natty. And the fact that Natty kind of got disqualified, this is going to be a thing thing long term. And I like the fact that they're building on a whole flair versus hearts thing. I think that there's like something you could really do. A lot of lineage. Yeah, something something you could actually do with that because you're you're harkening back to your family heritage. Right. And the flair and the hearts. They're like one of the two of the most prestigious wrestling families. In the world of professional wrestling,
0: yeah, wrestling royalty. Yeah, so
1: I do, I do like that, of, like that aspect of it. It also gives Natty a longer title reign because she does deserve it because it was six, seven years since she's even had a women's title. So yeah. she does deserve it, and like I said I do like the work that she's doing. And I said a couple weeks ago that I felt that the things she was saying go under the radar, but if you actually listen to it, like it's actually really good.
0: Yeah, I, I like her whole demeanor, the way she's carrying herself. Like you said, it's serious and. I think we've said this before that Natty's hard to not like. Yeah. Because whatever you've seen on Total Divas or you've seen her in, like, different promotional stuff, you like her as a person, I think she's doing a good job of not falling into that. Like, she is... She has become that kind of negative character,
2: which I think is good. Did you have any thoughts on the women's match, Brett? She continues to carry herself like a champion. And, I mean, I was half right. She... Walked away with the title by nefarious means, (laughs) but no cash-in, which is fine. Right. Because then we get the gold from Carmella Ellsworth on SmackDown.
0: Yes. Uh, Did you see the .dot
1: .com exclusive? I didn't. She had James Ellsworth licking out of a bowl.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. That'll be the first thing I do when I get home tonight. I forgot to send it to you. (laughs) Joseph any thoughts on the women's match Yeah I
2: thought it was a pretty solid match I mean you had Natty work working work a um working a limb kind of tied into the to the match itself always watch like watching Charlotte in the ring um good match I didn't like the ending I mean I like the fact that you know again like Alo said this leads into maybe a further feud mm-hmm. um I just think they could have did it a little better with the disqualification than the way they did it just in my view.
0: So you'd have just rather seen a different finish than the one you got?
2: Well, I mean, they could have went the DQ version, but it felt just like a cheap, rushed um, version of that. They could have did something where, you know, she thought she was going to get away with hitting Charlotte with the title and the ref caught her last minute, kind of. Like, it just felt too purpose. Yeah, I got you. Um, And
1: they're building to that moment for Charlotte to win the title. And when Charlotte does win, Carmella's cashing in. Because Carmella's starting to get booked like crap, and you know what that means.
0: Yeah, that means it's time. (laughs) They want you to forget that she's going to win the title, and then they'll give it to her when we forget.
1: Yeah, because it's built into that that sympathetic moment for Charlotte.
0: Like that pink onesie? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So on SmackDown. Not a
1: Matt Madness onesie.
0: Yeah, no, not a Matt Madness onesie. Not Mm -hmm. yet. Not even close. We'll get there, but not yet. Um, Uh, Halloween's coming. (laughs) It is. Natty was confronted backstage by Tamina and Lana. That's clearly still a thing. Uh, she's confronted by Carmella. Then Charlotte shows up. She says something about, you know, your, your pathetic sick father or whatever, and Charlotte takes her out. It leads to a brawl between the entire women's division. Uh, so I don't know if that means are we going to get, like, another fatal five-way or six-pack challenge with Hope the not. SmackDown women because I don't want to see that either. Maybe a
2: Survivor Series match they're building to. That could be it, too, I guess. Um, that, um, Starcade is before Survivor Series, right?
1: I believe it's after.
2: It's after? Okay, so, yeah, they, then they have time to do the holdover, and then where Charlotte probably is going to win. That's Next likely Starcade. at Starcade.
1: If they, well, I wouldn't even say if they televised it, because you know they like to make buzz like that.
2: Yeah, they do. Um,
0: so Becky had a match with Carmella and tapped her out. I continue to enjoy Graves, uh affection towards Ellsworth now because he was not always like that so I enjoy that it's happening now Um, yeah I I really do think everything in the women's division at this point is taking a back seat to Charlotte's journey back to being women's champion and I like that they didn't just do it I like that they're going to make it earned it's going to be a reward at the end of a story Um, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler oh my god so uh, this happened.
2: <laughs> I mean, the Dolph Ziller g- gimmick is tired now. I mean, it was fun for the first minute.
0: Um, now, <laughs> the it's kinda, first minute. now it's
2: kind of now it's kind of boring. You gave it a whole minute. But I do like I do like Bobby Roode, and I do like they're kind of kind of working his way up. So I mean, I enjoy I enjoy that end of it. Yeah. Uh, prep. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> that is that like, your first? What is this? It might be <laughs> Monumental occasion <laughs> That promo was awful Like, what happened there? Like, I feel like somebody forgot a line On oh, SmackDown? Uh, yeah Oh, the, that definitely the happened The SmackDown promo was really bad There was bad. a point where it was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh And it was yeah, like, but
0: like, yeah. that's not what you're supposed to be saying
2: It's gonna happen I'm like, Bobby Roode, are you kidding me? See, yeah, that face happens. Bobby Roode Yeah But if it was heel Bobby Roode Heel Rude, Bobby Roode never would have done that Be on his toes <laughs> Stop this face crap Yeah, yeah.
0: How do you feel, Joseph, about the babyface Bobby Roode?
2: Eh, it's not what you, what, you, what you want, but I mean, I don't know what happened there, too. I, I, I kind of, was like, there was an awkward pause for a minute. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, like, as if this... I'm going to blame Doff, because Bobby Roode wouldn't do that.
0: Yeah, as if this needed to be stalled anymore. It, it, it was too long. It was not interesting. Was the, the one thing guy. I did like about it was, is Ziggler's music cutting off? That he's going with like the no frills. I did like that. That was the
1: best part. That was the best part.
0: Somebody on Twitter posted like when you accidentally erase your custom entrance on WWE 2K and it was just him walking (laughs) down to the ring, which I thought was funny. Um, Yeah, Ziggler wants to rematch, but not tonight, and then we didn't get it. Um, With this
2: long, flowing
0: hair. Yeah, the long, the the, the straightened hair. He must have been using a flat iron (laughs) earlier in the day. Um, The Triple H? Yeah, the Triple H. (laughs) Uh, SmackDown though, maybe not great top to bottom, but I enjoyed it this week. Enjoyed, loved the pay per view, obviously. Enjoyed SmackDown, and I'm like excited about some of the things that they're doing.
2: Yeah, it was again the pay per view made you want to watch what was on. I wanted to f- find out why Sammy did what he did. I wanted to find out if AJ would get his title back, which he didn't. I wanted <laughs> to see these things. I yeah. wanted to see what the fallout was with Charlotte. Yeah, and now we have
0: a build towards next week. What matches do we have announced for next week?
2: Don't we have a number one contender for? No, is that is that is that on Raw?
0: Are we getting the tag title match what? with? What do we have booked for next week for yes, SmackDown? I know it's Rudin and um, Ziggler. That's all I remember. For some, so that tag match. Is, Gable and Benjamin aren't getting that shot I
1: don't think so I don't see that
0: okay for some reason that's what I assumed
2: isn't one of the shows doing a number one contendership for Asuka
0: they did that on Raw already yeah Raw Raw. Mm -hmm. they did
2: it already Um, it was this past week we'll get to that (laughs)
0: is everybody ready to move on to Raw
2: yeah
0: okay so the big story on Raw I actually feel like there's not even a lot of notes for Raw everything pretty much is tied up in the SHIELD reunion yep (laughs) We have the tag titles involved in that. We have the Intercontinental title involved in that. We have multiple other people involved in that. So the first thing I'll just ask. They're they're officially back together, at least for the time being. Uh, Joseph, I'll start with you. Yes, sir. What are are your feelings on The Shield,
2: the Hounds of Justice, justicing once again? Justicing. Hounds of Justice, justicing once again. Yeah. Couldn't put it better myself. (laughs) I mean, it it was kind of fun to watch. I mean... it got me into it. Um I kind of saw it coming. I mean, they kind of kind of left that door wide open, turned the light on, showed you where it was going to go and here it is. Are you happy that they're back together? For now. Okay. For now, I'm entertained by it. We'll see we'll see how how, how this runs its course. So you're you're waiting to see. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting wait to see cuz some of the things they are doing make, make leave me with some questions. Okay, prep. I'm buying what they're selling. I bought the shirt already. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, literally buying what they're selling. I popped like if I was in their arena, and I didn't think that I was gonna have that much like emotion towards mm-hmm. it. But the star of the segment, I text Aloe about this. I'm gonna tell everybody else.
1: Yep, r- 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 me and you are gonna talk about that right now.
2: <laughs> Dean Ambrose. Yes. X. Ex- I'm sorry about all I ever said about Mm -hmm. Dean Ambrose. No,
1: no, no, I'm not sorry about that.
2: This this revitalized Dean Ambrose for me. He came off like such a star. Like, if you go back to when The Shield was happening, he was the one. Like, he had that swagger... Right back to where mm-hmm. he left off.
1: And that's why I'm so disapp- hard on Dean Ambrose all the time. Because, like you said, he looked like the star. Even when the shield was together, he was the star. Even though we know they wanted Roman, we always knew Dean Ambrose would be that great lunatic heel and be like probably the breakout one because we know he'll talk. He's good in the ring. And he had such a crazy, he was a lunatic in, in the shield. Yeah. He had such, he had. Such a, ca- a, a strong character behind him, and when they when they do it, when they do it, when they do what they do with him now, or the jokey dumb stuff, that's what that's what we get so angry about with Dean Ambrose. I always loved Dean Ambrose from the Shield, but this crap we've gotten for the last two years is horrible.
2: See, so nothing to fall back on when he was just in himself out in front. He, yeah, he didn't.
1: Yeah, that's what it is.
2: This was great. It was great. Did I don't know how do you feel because I saw Dean Ambrose walk out. And as soon as he walked out, at texted Aloe. Yeah, it, it was one of yeah, those. It
1: was like it was like they never split up because Dean Ambrose was always looked like the star in the Shield, always.
2: Yeah,
0: I as far as the Shield being back together, I'm excited about it. I'm happy about it. I loved um, like the intensity they had. Like it was almost like all three of them hit another level. Uh, Dean Ambrose, especially. Like we've we've kind of torn Dean down more than most other of like the main guys on this show and I felt like yeah he looked like he's where he's supposed to be um, another thing I loved in their promo when they when I think Roman said we are the three workhorses that run this business now and I would kind of love for them to be like aware of the outside wrestling world and not that anything is going to happen between them and the outside wrestling but world. But you
1: know they got offended, and you know Twitter probably was whining and stuff.
0: Yeah, but I want them to... Talking to you, Bully Ray. <laughs> yeah, I want them to portray themselves. It, 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 we are running this business, not just this company. Like, we are the top guys in this business. I want them to... They don't have to call out other promotions, but I want them to kind of take like thinly veiled shots at things
2: going on yeah, outside want, of there. You want to kind of allude to that fact without saying it.
0: Yeah, how many times have I said, like, the the boom in wrestling is happening outside of WWE? All the cool stuff that's happening is outside of WWE. The Bullet Club has become, like, maybe the most popular thing in wrestling. It's not WWE. So I kind of want them to acknowledge that, like, we're not just the top guys here. We're the top guys doing this anywhere. So I like the idea of that. And then my next question to you guys is... Should people be allowed back on the Roman Reigns bandwagon? Because now, that, I think that, that, that they
1: should my, not. That, that was my thing. Like, where did these <laughs> Roman Reigns fans come from?
0: I feel like they should not be allowed to jump back on.
1: Where did these fans come from?
0: They didn't.
2: They should have been let them off. Let them <laughs> off at the stop. I've
1: never been off. Where did these fans come from?
2: This the only thing and it might be that I don't know if he's not motivated. He might have been hurt about some stuff that happened behind the scenes. Seth didn't look as motivated as everybody else. Like, Dean clearly was really motivated. Roman getting cheered really motivated him because that pop, I don't care what Bubba Ray says, that pop was like late, early 2000s pop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's been a, nothing in my notes. There's a long time since a crowd erupted like that. A, the longest time. And the men's made it. Oh really, <laughs> yeah,
2: the but, facial expression. Uh, we didn't give him enough credit. Yeah, I, terrified.
1: He was um. Uh, Miz said something about the rumors. I was like,
0: "Who said they were rumors?" And Miz's face was perfect. mm mm-hmm. Just dropped. Terrified. And him, like you know, throwing the hands up, trying to run away yeah. at one point. Yeah, Miz sold it, sold the hell out of it. He did a great job of making them look threatening. Miz with gold.
1: Yeah, and like I said, it was the perfect time because they found the initial Roman. Ambrose has kind of been resurrected because of the whole Seth thing. So now you can put him back together and it's not, it's not force-feeding cheers for Roman. So this has been the, this is the perfect time for them to be back together.
0: Yeah, they did a good job. I'm glad you brought up that point about Seth because where Roman has been getting just mercilessly booed for a couple years now, save for like a couple two-week periods here and there Dean has kind of been lost for two years so like Roman now got put into this thing where he can go out there and actually he actually feels like he's the hero that he's supposed to be portraying Dean is now involved in something important that he wants to be doing and Seth is the one guy that like he was the first one to kind of get out and like he was the champion he was Triple H's boy like he carried Raw for whatever it was 7-8 months mm-hmm. maybe more than that and now he kind of got, like, snatched back down and put into this box. He's the only one that I feel like this is almost a step back for
2: him. For him, he f- probably feels like that. But in reality, just like we're saying with Dean, all this is going to do is help him. Because as much as we got on Dean, we got on Seth, too. Dean, we really got on. But Seth, you know, with this face character and what's up, Minneapolis? Yeah. like. Well-
1: the Seth thing we have baby him doing yeah that. yeah the Seth thing we gotta be a little bit more lenient because he was in a holdover for six months to face Triple H so he was basically directionless for months
2: yeah they didn't they weren't doing anything with him anyway yeah. this is a good way to get him kind of get some steam behind him and maybe down the road
1: yeah and then they try they, that again and then of all people they tr- they sent him with Bray Wyatt
2: yeah yeah and it's like I'm not I don't know if you guys heard but Jimmy <laughs> Jacobs got let go so. It wouldn't surprise me if something like that got to him because that was one of his best friends.
0: Yeah, Agreed. Um, Braun Strowman destroyed Matt Hardy. And then the Shield destroyed him.
2: That was really cool. Braun Strowman. You don't see Braun Strowman get manhandled like that. It's still on CTV that guy. Mm -hmm.
0: He is. He will be every week. The Miz was told earlier in the evening that himself, Sheamus and Cesaro, would be in the main event of TLC against the Shield. Dean Ambrose, you know, maybe bit off a little more than he can chew, saying, I don't care if it's four guys, five guys, six guys, nobody can stop us. And then The Miz requested another partner to make Dean keep his word that they would fight anybody, and now Braun Strowman is added to the match. I thought they did a good job of selling the threat that Braun Strowman is. Um, And I am looking forward to seeing this match. I'm not usually a huge fan of Six man tags on pay per views.
1: Four on three now.
0: Yeah, but th- this
2: one actually matters.
0: Well,
1: they all in the ring. Ra- is it, is it ra- ra- four? Yeah, it's or is in it? the match.
2: I, no, so I think it's going to be The Miz and The Miz Taraj, with Sheamus and Cesaro and Braun. I think that's how it's going to end up being. I'd love that too. <laughs> I think that'd be great.
1: I came up with a shield to bury them.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> many bodies. Remember that time Punk buried The Shield? Yeah. Uh huh. Yep.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> what, a, yeah. what a jerk. Yeah. The one
1: thing I didn't like about this, they had shirt their shirts on. Yeah. That's the one thing that bothered me. And we, I, we, I, we, I, I say, I know we've talked about it on the show the last few weeks, what are you going to do with Strowman? Because I kept saying, like, is going to face Joe? Because there's nobody for him to face since Brock's not going to be there until Survivor Series time. So what are you going to do with Strowman? So they actually found something, find a way to get Strowman to this match. And that, well, they gave Strowman something to do, but now he's in this match, and now he has a st- he's an occasional Roman on Monday Night Raw. So do you think the Shield takes him out? And it'd be three on three.
2: I don't think they take him out.
1: I don't. I don't think,
0: cause it, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that, cause we've seen stuff like that before. Like that's the mission.
2: Yeah. They might come out, but I don't think it's gonna take him out long term. is my only thing. I think you might see him do something like that. This particular show but I don't don't think it's going to affect anything down the road
0: I I, every once in a while so I'm notorious I always say I'm not the best at predictions I'm not great at predicting the winners on pay-per-views I'm not great at fantasy booking or anything like that but every once in a while I see a story on the horizon and I say like is there any chance they do this and usually it feels like it's not something they're going to do I said this when the brand split happened. And I said, Is Bray Wyatt gonna start recruiting new members to, like a new member to the Wyatt family? And it was kind of didn't seem like that was something that could happen. And then he recruited Randy Orton. And then that whole story played out. Obviously, it didn't end well, but it was a story that I kind of thought, like, I want to see them do. And they did it. I want to see the Shield be, I'm not saying they have to be the Shield for two years. But I want to see this go beyond TLC. I, I want think them, it will. I want them to be able to do their own thing. But like, I really want to see Roman roll into WrestleMania against Brock as a member of the Shield. I don't know if they're going to do it, but that's what I want to see happen. I want to see them run roughshod over the WWE. I don't know if it will happen, but that is what I would like to see happen. I think that would be great for Roman. And how cool would it be if they're the tag champs and the world champs. Or the universal champ. I'm sorry. Like I think that'd be awesome if they did that. Well, I think that
1: after this, this may be um, a one-off, but they'll keep these three guys connected. Maybe, maybe, maybe this doesn't go even go past the virus stage. But I do think that it's best to kind of like keep these guys like as as friends, but not like bring them together all the time. I do think that's the best, the best part. And we have to say we can't forget about the Mizzies. Yeah, so great. It, Curtis action with, with the you deserve a chance is always great.
0: Always great.
1: Um, He smiled like he really did something. Yeah. And it's so good. So we have to take note of that.
0: I will take note of that. The Mizzies, you know, what was it, best supporting actors go to Cesaro and Sheamus. The second
2: ever tie.
0: Yeah, I I love that he he said, um, we teamed up and did the one thing The Undertaker couldn't do, Brock Lesnar couldn't do, Braun Strowman couldn't do, we put Roman Reigns down. I like that they went like that far with it. Uh, Miz obviously made himself the best leading man or whatever that whatever that award was. Um, yeah, Mizzy's are always good. I'll always be down for for a good Mizzy awards, especially because I know there will always be a tie as long as he has two people working with him. Um, women's division. Mickey James comes out and cuts a promo on Alexa Bliss. <sighs> Alexa Bliss. Premieres a Mickey James career retrospective. That was fun. Which, kudos to whoever's idea that was. Was in black and white. It was like old timey commentary on it. Ryan Revel, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully it was Ryan Revel. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great. I laughed really hard at it. I love like when Alexa is being totally fake. It's always great. Then Mickey James drops Biscuit Bub, and that chant. Mm -hmm. Took over the entire arena I hope that Alexa Bliss Does not now get saddled with that for eternity
1: Well look what she's carrying (laughs) in (laughs) Ron
0: I mean that's true I just don't want to see that become What she's just known as Biscuit button you think it would ruin her Take her down (laughs) Not ruin her but like I just I don't want to see that
1: happen Too annoying too much But we have to find something to call that thing
0: It'll be be (laughs) a thing for a little bit The, The savvy veteran Mickey James Did figure it out And then Mickey takes her out. They have the match at TLC. I'm looking forward to it. Also at TLC in the women's division, we have the debut of Asuka. There will officially be a match. Uh, Sasha, Bailey, the original savvy vet, Alicia Fox, OG, Emma, and Dana all want a shot at Asuka. Why? Yeah, I know. I don't know why. Why is that like Uh, nobody's ready for Asuka? Why is that a prize?
1: Only Corey Graves was like, "Is that a prize?" Yeah, it
0: is not. Um... Kurt Angle says, as always, we settle these things in the ring. He makes a fatal five way match. Emma steals, steals, quote unquote, the win from Sasha. Kind of the way I expected it to go. Um, we did get a little bit of a tease of dissension between Sasha and Bailey once again. Um, but Emma earns the right to get destroyed by Asuka mm-hmm. at TLC.
1: Yeah, what made me laugh was Prep was so happy. I'm like, why? She's just going to lose Asuka. <laughs> I understand it's nice to see her be, actually get
2: a legitimate you were, win being, you were excited for Emma I mean, to get the win I love Emma I, I'm with you I'm with you there uh, she love, wins every week she's on TV yeah, I love she Emma, should
1: I love Emma too but I like the fact she beat Sasha but we know like the prize was just to put over Asuka it's right. not, not going to be, be be better than the TakeOver London match because that's Asuka's second best match in yeah. my opinion but it's not going to be better than that I'm just interested to see how they actually have Emma go out in this match because it won't be like TakeOver
0: I think it's going to be a Bill esque, <laughs> like 30 second to 90 second match. Do you feel dirty saying that name? No, I actually kind of feel proud of myself for calling him just Bill. <laughs> just Bill. It's yeah. like sticking it to him. It, it, yeah, I won't you,
2: say it. You go, boy.
0: Yeah, I, I will never call him anything other than Bill. So, yeah, I know. I kind of enjoy just calling him Bill. I, I. I try to find excuses to bring him up just to say Bill. Um,. Prep is that? What do, you, what do you think this match is going to look like when it happens? I thought you were
2: asking, what do you think about Bill? <laughs> <laughs> is she going to do the J-O-B? Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at it because I love Oscar. I'm really excited. I hope. See, the problem, she doesn't have the same problem as Bailey. She can be a silent killer. She doesn't need her character. She doesn't need, like, an over, like, an overbuilt character like Bailey. Yeah. Like, oh I'm the hugger right. and I have all this other stuff. No, she just comes out, whoops ass and leaves. Yep. That's all she has to do. Mm-hmm. And it works. Oscar berg. Yeah. <laughs> Gold Oscar. <laughs> Goldska. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, what do you think? Osberg. Uh, I mean, it's just bait. Osberg. bait bait for the big uh, fish. How long do you think, think that actually... match lasts? I'd like to see it last a little longer than an um, uh, Osberg match, <laughs> but I don't think it will. I think it's going to be a short match, but I, I, I'd like to see a little bit of a, a little bit of back and forth for a little bit. I mean, just make it entertaining. Yeah, like we'll get a good women's title match. Not a fan of squash matches, so. Yeah, I know you're not. You hate them more mm-hmm. than anybody I know. Um,
0: we'll get a good women's title match. The Oscar match, obviously, will at least be an attraction. I can't
1: wait for the women's title match, because this this is this feud between um, Alexa and Mickey has been really good.
0: Yeah, I think it has been, The too. biscuit butt match? Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah the new yeah, stipulation. Mickey's been great. Uh,
0: yeah, she, yeah has, she has been. been. She's ve- been very good. Uh, cruiserweight division. Oh, we had Enzo call Kurt Angle out to the ring because he wanted to discuss his
2: no-contact clause. Kind of a messy situation, the cruiserweight division.
0: It is. Um... Angle explains to him like that contract was only valid for cruiserweight uh, roster members who were on the roster at the time it was signed, and Kalisto was not under contract, so he was not beholden to it. And then said he was going to put him in a match with Kalisto. Enzo says the only reason, the only way I'm going to do that match is if it's the main event. And Kurt grants him that wish, and as he's walking out, he says, "Oh, and by the way, it's going to be a lumberjack match." And the Lumberjacks are going to be the entire rest of the Cruiserweight division. Did anybody think we were going to have a new Cruiserweight champion last night?
1: Yeah.
2: I didn't think so.
0: I did. Joey, did you see that title changing hands? Definitely. Or no? yeah, I didn't either. I I just figured Enzo would keep it.
2: I mean, they were thinking that, but I mean, with the whole Neville situation, just felt like that was going to happen.
0: Yeah. Are you guys happy that Kalisto is the new Cruiserweight champion?
2: No. You know what I did like, though? What? Corey Graves. While Enzo was doing his spiel, Corey Graves screaming over him. (laughs) When he called himself Paul Bunyan, he said, the big blue dog,
0: it's an ox, you idiot! It's an ox!
2: (laughs) Yeah, Corey Graves is the
0: best. Um, He
2: really laid into Enzo today. Or that day. Yeah, deserved.
0: (laughs) Much deserved. Um. I'm pretty sure Enzo's just going to win the title back at TLC. Mm, I don't
2: know. And is Neville gone?
0: Like rumor Do we think those that rumors that, are true? Yeah, rumor a is a rumor. that
2: he walked out. Uh, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. So. Yeah,
0: yeah I kind of believe it. Yeah,
1: I, b- I believe he walked out too because after Neville dropped the title, you said you thought that was his graduation. He mm-hmm. cruiserweights.
0: And do you think he thought that too? Probably. <laughs> that's probably
1: what he wanted because it's probably the same thing as the Austin Aries thing. Austin Aries wanted, wanted to not be just as labeled as a cruiserweight. Now we're probably the same thing because, like we said, like if Aries didn't have the title, what was he going to do? Right. And with Neville, he's the quote-unquote king of the cruiserweights. What's he going to do? And he's not- he's basically directionless after that. So it's like, what are you going to do with him now? And. Even two years ago, when Neville debuted on the WWE roster, we were like, okay, got this guy, everybody loves him, he's, he's fantastic in the ring, kids even love him, what are you doing with this guy? We, for weeks, we didn't see him overall Yeah And then a couple of times, we saw him and Sami Zayn in the tag team, and they, they won matches, but they led to nothing. And then we were like, okay, Neville's Neville should be in the group division, and he is, and he runs it for all year long. Right. Basically, but I basically think this is basically the whole Austin Aries thing, and he wants to be more, not be pigeonholed in the cruiserweight division, and WWE w- won't allow him to be more in the cruiserweight.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Is anybody any more or less interested in the cruiserweights than they were three weeks ago?
2: I'm not gonna get to see those good promos, but it yeah. is what it is. I mean, I was hoping. My thought was, Enzo faces Kalisto. He beats Kalisto, then they have to bring somebody else in. Yeah. So that be the the format for Enzo's mm-hmm. title reign, somebody always coming in, you know, to
0: right. Alo, any more or less excited? I'm indifferent.
1: Well, the thing with the thing with Enzo being the champion was that it gave story. Like, I love this this title match, by the way, because the the whole storyline that all the cruiserweights are looking, well, Enzo's looking down the cruiserweights, but all the cruiserweights. Enzo's title reign Is basically in their hands Like even when Enzo Had the match won Mustafa Ali Cost Enzo the match Basically And that was part Of the storyline Like you, you're not Representing us Right So I did like That whole aspect of it I did like the Salida del Sol the Top rope I did like How
0: good, great was that Superplex Yes Onto the pile Yes
1: it was great But like That that match had a story And not all these were title matches Have had a story But that did and I appreciate that, but, like, where do you go from here? Like, I like Kalisto and all, but he's not that strong character you want to build your, build your division around, even though the fact that he's a luchador, and you'll actually, unlike your other guys, you'll allow him to do those high-flying moves.
0: Right. Um, Finn Balor. <laughs> Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. We got another... The Eater of
2: Tudor uh-huh. Rose. Yeah,
0: another step towards Sister Abigail... Which was just Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah, it was with some special effects. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering still, like where could this go? I said last week, In I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it yet because Sister Abigail has been brought up so many times. I don't know if they're trying to do something cinematic. I don't know if they're going to try to. I don't know what they're doing. I'm willing to at least see what it is. Where the end game goes. I'm not saying I think it's gonna be great. I'm saying I don't know what their plan is. I don't their, think they know
2: what their plan is.
0: No, but I, I would like I'm waiting to find out what the plan is. I'm not gonna judge it yet. My feeling is it'll I'll probably ultimately think it's crap. But I'm gonna give it a chance and see what it ends up being. Is any is anybody else at least, like, I, I'm really just, like, along for the ride. I'm not judging it at all.
2: Definitely along for, along for the ride. I'm intrigued to see what happens, but I'm not waiting on bated breath for it either. Yeah. Prep? Remember, like, a month ago, Enzo and Kaz? This is that. Same <laughs> this is that
0: now? <laughs> Fast forward.
2: I don't I don't care. Yeah, don't blame me. So, you have no hope.
0: You're not along for the ride.
1: What is this? All they, all they need is fear gas, and they got a scarecrow down pat. <laughs>
0: this was
1: horrible, uh, and the fact that Finn Balor has to sell this, like, I saw. You could do the accent better than me, like Summer Sister Slam. Summer Slam. Slam. Summer Slam. Slam. I saw Sister Abigail, and she's here. She's here. Like what? Like what is this? And then, and then. Sister Abigail, that's a hideous woman, by the way. Mm-hmm. She's saying, he, Bray, whatever, sis, whatever she is, saying, bring your demon, bring the melee. Like, so you're going to put the demon against this? And you paste... I, I wouldn't put him past, that we'd have had Bray Wyatt slash sister Abigail lose this match. I wouldn't put it past them. But you're going to put this against the demon? Really? Really?
0: I don't know. Like I said, this is one I'm not putting any thought into. I'm just saying, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm sitting here waiting to find out what you're gonna do, and that's the extent.
2: They really broke the bank for the costume too. Just tossed a potato sack over his head and
1: called it a day. They must have watched Batman Begins. They really did.
0: Yeah, somebody just saw Batman Begins for the first time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. This I don't know. So I don't bad. know where it's going. Alo, I don't. I don't um, begrudge you your skepticism because you should be skeptical. I just am, like I said, sitting here and saying, all right, what's this gonna be?
1: Like I said last week, this is like a, a last-ditch effort to revive a dead character, but... Literally. Look at <laughs> look at Sanity with Nikki Cross. They could have bought a Sister Abigail, an actual woman, in two years ago. When this was, like, not as bad. Yeah. And it had, like, some... You could have still had some kind of legs to him, and you did reform the Wyatt family. You could have done that then, when he needed help. <laughs> but what is this?
0: Yeah, like, I don't know. In, unless this turns out to be awesome, this is not going to do anything for him.
1: Unless they get fear gas and Finn Balor such
0: hallucinating, I'm not going to like that. <laughs> uh, Elias, still in the midst of his his feud with Titus Worldwide. I will confess right now, I love Titus with the banjo. Me too. <laughs> Thought it was great. I follow Apollo. Yep. His, <laughs> his song was great. Follow Apollo was awesome. Uh, who wants to walk with Titus worldwide? <laughs> Thought that was awesome, and then of course Elias gets the win, uh, and Jason Jordan gets a win over Carl Anderson. I don't know where he's at right now. Um, that's pretty much everything for Raw. Any other thoughts you guys have on Raw on any of these stories? Not a thing. Oh, we're almost in syndication. Yeah, you're right. What is this? Ninety-one? Um, I believe so. So we get, we, get, we get the deal after 100. Yes. Who do you think is going to pick us up? Podcast One, CBS. <laughs> We're filled in offers. Yes. Hot and heavy. Yeah. They're waiting with bated breath, as Joey said earlier, for us to hit 100 so they could be the ones. They're, they're lining up to sign up Matt Madness for our syndication deal.
2: We gotta talk about that off air. What we're we gonna do? I've,
0: I've been thinking about it. I don't have any concrete ideas yet, but uh, yeah, we got we have uh, nine weeks to figure it out. Well, like
2: Titus said, if it's anything like our regular episodes, it's finna be well, a breeze. It well, is.
1: To all the suitors, there are no Jamarcus Russells over here. None. Well, well
0: we're negotiable. Yeah, no number one draft pick busts.
2: <laughs> I'm huh. just saying, we're getting close to that hundred we got a guest that probably come on. I don't know if you want to invite him again. (laughs) I know we're getting close to the season. He might be hurt.
0: Well, since you brought it up, we have, I believe, four or five days until the kickoff of the NBA season. I know LeBron's been nursing a bit of a, a tender ankle. So, as I said, we have a throne waiting. I have an ottoman to let you put that foot up. You know, keep the blood out of it. Uh, i have some ice packs here for you if you need them. Uh, LeBron James, unsanctioned, the Matt Madness podcast, are still awaiting your arrival. Uh, I believe you have a game in Orlando and then a game in Boston. So you can always stop stop over. Not too far. Yeah, we're on the way between Orlando and Boston. So we'll be here waiting for you if you decide to make a stop. We'll have some Matt Madness T-shirts for you. Uh, so LeBron James, the offer is still on
2: the table while you still have some free time, um, can I just say thank you so much to the Fully Posable guys for always supporting our show? That's Fully Posable, iTunes, Stitcher. <laughs> it is not a wrestling podcast, it's a figure <laughs> podcast. So.
1: There's only one wrestling
0: podcast. Yes, there's only one. <laughs> yes, so thank you, Fully Posable. It is very much appreciated. Uh, Alo, would you like to move some merch?
1: Yes. LeBron James, Cleveland Cavaliers fellow NBA players, I'm not sure if you know how much I hate Nike tech. <laughs> so you can come and brace the madness at Watermaneuver.net and get your Matt Madness tech. And if you're tired of seeing more wrestling tees, go to colinnoble.com and use promo code Madness for 10% off your order. Yes.
0: Yeah, so with that being said, listen to Falls Count Anywhere, listen to The Perfect Edge, keep your eyes out for a new Throwback Madness, No Mercy 2000, on Monday, uh, five star ratings and reviews on iTunes. They'd be a huge help. Uh, they'll help us get to more listeners. Uh, for Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever see Kane Joe Rottermill four For Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Iguina. Your boy Elroy. And for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, mm-hmm. and we will see you next, next week.
2: Hop on the top rope, by the
0: land with Got him now. Put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band. Y'all don't understand. Fist a Superman. It's a Summer Slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't shake the land. Off the cell. Fans love it. Ain't hard to tell. Talking madness. Awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man. Y'all off the smell.